Diddle dum dum, British Strongman Podcast, episode 50, Shane. 5 0. Is it actually? Because last time yeah. you did 40, it was fucking 39. No, it's it's 50 because I did that. I did episode 49 last week because uh, it got to like, because obviously you couldn't do last week and it was going to be the first week where we'd missed other than having Christmas off. And then it got to Saturday and it just could, I just couldn't handle it, Shane. So, uh, <laughs> So I recorded, <laughs> so I recorded something about mongbacks, um, but anyway, we're up to episode fifty. So today, <clears throat> we are going to keep it short and sweet. I shouldn't say that, should I? Uh, but we are going to keep it. I'm putting a thirty-minute timer on that started. Well, in fact, twenty-nine-minute timer from now. Right, Shane. So what I want to talk about today is comp. Um, competitions both from a promoter's perspective and an athlete's perspective what what do what do we want to see what do we want to see in terms of um in terms of competitions and uh, in terms of strongman competitions like how can how what what do you like to see in comp shape well the thing i mean the thing that i would the thing that i would like to see is I don't know. This is this is where I'm kind of I'm really torn 50-50 here with this opinion. Be interesting to see what people think as well. But I think that the sport needs to have some kind of standard. Like it needs to have because to, to be a competitive sport, you need to have you know a fair ability to train for the events. Um, so I would like to see something. I mean, it's probably never going to happen because you need like an affiliation and stuff. But I'd love to see just like a certain specification of kit, like they did with the IFSA spec log. That's the yeah. only thing that I see that is kind of pretty similar is people like the IFSA spec log. It'd be nice to see that across the board. But then my other side of the argument is that's kind of the beauty of strongman as well is the fact you don't fucking know what you're coming up to and it, depends on the day and the kit but then some it, it, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in sometimes I'm thinking I feel like it should be standardised it depends because you can just sometimes get a shit kit and you're like fucking come on you know what I mean but other times when you've got good kit that's a little different I can be like oh this is the beauty of strong man I like it but I do think that I do think there should be something at least that just makes it a little better to because at the end of the day you go to competition there's always going to be guys from that gym that is run at doing that. Yeah, that, that that's a big thing that I that I don't like. Is you, it's so common to see, isn't it, that the the, the guys who train on the kit or whatever. Yeah, you, you do see quite a bit. But yeah, it, and I think that you've got you've just got an advantage going into the comp, haven't you? Which is expected because if some if someone run a comp ten minutes down the road, obviously you're going to enter it, you know, because it's yeah. hassle free and it's a good experience and that. But I just think that if if there was some kind of specification of kit, even if it was just like the width of the yoke or something, you know, maybe there's some slight alterations, but width is always the same. Or something like that. Or the handle thickness on farmers to be like somewhat similar all the time. Uh, and the pickup height, then it's just a little bit fairer across the board and can be a bit more trainable instead of having to do these because at the end of the day we both know to do well in a comp it is very beneficial to drive to the comp kit 
Yeah, and that that's 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 part of the frustrating thing with strongman, isn't it? Like you enter a comp, and it, and even if it's like a couple of hours away or whatever, and you you think you do, you're doing it a bit more than a practice comp or whatever, you want to go there and put a good performance in, and you're doing all all your training and you're doing your specific peak for it or whatever, and you just think, but it's maybe not not like a national comp or something. It's like maybe something in between that's kind of important. Unfortunately, it is essential for your training to take a day out, take a day day off, and go go down and fucking train on the kit. And that that is quite a frustrating thing to have to do, isn't it? Because, like you say, you know, getting a getting a feel for the width of the farmers, what even like say the. Um, whether you're going to be on concrete or astro, whether there's going to be a turn, how 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 many meters there's going to be a turn, what kind of bars do they have access to? Are they going to do they have a platform where you're going to drop the weight? Are they going to be logging to pads or what? Like all these kind of questions that basically, if you don't go and if you don't go and look, if you don't go and have a feel yourself, you are kind of holding yourself back a lot in that specific comp. Yeah. Um, so what's your opinion though? Because I, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm literally on the fence as to this is the beauty of this. And I'm also like, it would be just really handy if there was some things that, I, I don't even think it has to be everything, but just like some standardized rules that people have to adhere to to run a comp. Yeah. And they go, um, right, I want to run a strongman comp. So if I've got, if I'm logging, it needs to be, be, you know, on pads that are this height or whatever. It needs to be a 13-inch, 12-inch log, not a 10-inch or something. And and then at least then you've got something where you know. Yeah. I, if you buy the kit that is to spec, even if it's slightly different, you're going to be somewhat in the ballpark instead of – because I've used farmers before that um, I'm going into the comp thinking about my grip. And then I turn up to the comp and the pickup height's like next to your fucking shoe. And I'm like, fucking hell, now, yeah. now, it's, now it's more of a back snappy pickup issue that I didn't even expect. Yeah. I suppose what I think is actually, the only bit that I don't like is that, the only bit that I, I get frustrated with is that these some people get an advantage by how much they've been training on the comp setup via accessibility. Say they live closer or whatever, it's the local gym. Like I, I would actually prefer, I would actually prefer all comps to be announced on the day, like random events. Like I, I'd fucking love that where it's just like the best all round strength athlete all, all do well, if you will. Yeah, um, I, I would really like that, but realistically, it's not going to happen because it's such a such it'd be such a massive shift. A thing that I I would like to see from a personal perspective would be actually that they're going to draw the setup out of the out of the the hat on the day. So, say for instance, like they announce the events and it's going to be right. It's going to be a one ten log for reps, but they don't actually decide on the day until what setup it's going to be. Is it going to be 18 inch from pads? Is it going to be from blocks at 12 inch? Is it going to be from the floor? Is it going to be from bumper plates? Um, is it going to be a 10 inch log? Is it going to be a 13 inch log? I, I'd like kind of like to see that because then that would stop 
um, people who are kind of more accessible to the comp location actually getting that advantage, if you will. So there'd be basically there'd be there's no advantage of going to train on the comp kit, if you will, or very little advantage. Yeah, because the thing is, it, the thing with strongman is, it's like even at a national level comp like England's under ninety. Yeah, issue's still there. You know what I mean? Like I, in a novice comp, I kind of just think, you know, it, it's there for learning experience and stuff. So yeah. you expect the guys to be training on the kit fairly often. But at England's strongest man under ninety, you know, just because you happen to live local to the gym it's at, yeah. She shouldn't be, you know what I mean? It, it can make a fucking huge difference. Well, Especially that, if you've got like a, a dumb, like a, a dumbbell that's an odd shape, for example. You yeah. can like so accustomed to it that you just, you know, ha- you just have an advantage. And then somebody else, what they have to do is go, go there on the day, clean the dumbbell and get five minutes to figure out what adjustments they need to make. Um, yeah. It can be a huge difference. Well, yeah, using using England's under nineties last year as an example, that that was like one of my issues that I had with it. It was um, when they announced the deadlift weight, two fifty for reps or whatever. I thought brilliant, right? So I remember speaking to you and say, right, we'll cycle bars. Like I'll do a shit bar this week. I'll do deadlift bar next week. I'll go bumper plates the week after. And then they announced that it was deadlift bar, so I trained that and I peaked that, and it was going great or whatever. And then. They, they, they changed it on the day. Whereas I, I would much rather they'd, they'd have said, like, you get to Yeah, we don't know the bar. Kind of we're we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to decide on the day. It's going to be 250, 250 for reps, so that's your ballpark. And um, you're going to find out on the day, so you best be prepared. Best be prepared. Best be prepared. Yeah, so that makes you- complete sense then, because it's... Then you've got the option, and it's your. If you don't train, if you if you decide to train deadly far only, and yeah, then it's, exactly. it's your fault, basically, isn't it? Whereas if yeah. you're told it's this specific bar, and then you train it, you come in here like fucking hell, guys. I've just put like ten weeks or whatever of grafting for this moment, and you've just changed quite an important element of it. Like it's fucking annoying. Yeah, and and then the the other thing was um, tacky, tacky as well. It was like you could use. Use tacky on the stone stone for reps, whereas I would much rather this not answer that and say, well, it could be tackyless, it could be inside, it could be outside, it could be on wet stones, it could be dusty stones. Like, prepare for all things, and like I can I can handle that much better personally. But then when I'm told something specific, I trained it and prepared it specifically, and then on the day you weren't allowed to use tacky, and that like kind of frustrated me. Whereas I'd much rather promoters just say you know what we're going to decide on the day see what we feel like like i tell my clients this i say if they say this let's just bear in mind that it could be that and that and that and i do that as a precaution because it just happens so often but i really do feel like i shouldn't have to say that like as a promoter like if i were to promote a comp i just put myself in the athlete's shoes when i do the rules and everything and um Thank you. And if you put yourself in the athlete's shoes, and I think this is the problem with some some promoters is a lot of promoters um, at the moment haven't been, or if they have, it's been a long, long time ago that they were high-level athletes, and they don't 
sometimes take into account the fact that the specifics do matter. So if you say something, that means that the 20 people at Leonard Joe Comp have looked at those rules and are prepping for those rules. So if you just decide on the day, oh, you know what, it's hassle to have tacky, it's a nice building, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up with having no tacky. That's like just shitting on the athletes. What you should have done is gone to the building first, looked at it and gone, oh, we probably can't use tacky here. I'll, I'll say no tacky, you know, sorted. Every athlete's on the same page then. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I'd just ra- rather that, or, or I, I would rather promoters like just be more, rather than being specific and answer, you know, when people ask, oh yeah, what height is this? What, like, obviously it's a standing joke. People, people asking about the specifics, what heights to pick up and all that shit, what height the farmers or whatever. And, and they get the answers. I, w- I would much rather the promoter just be really vague and just say, look, this is all the inform- information you're getting. Um, the best athletes will prepare for all scenarios. And then on the day, like, just don't let, don't let anybody know. And then on the day, it could be, it could be, um, so, so you've got to, you've got to prepare for everything. Um, so say for you talking about England, for example, say, say like the farm, the farmers, for instance, they didn't really release any details on that. And, and I thought that was great. Like it was just round, round something, round an object at 15 meters and then back, wasn't it? 120. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was great. So what in training, I was like, say going round to like a really wide object I was going around a keg one week. And then the next week I was going around a narrow object um, that made a big difference. So I was using um, long farmers, short farmers, farmers that were knocking into my legs, um, farmers with thicker grips and stuff. And it, and it was brilliant. I really enjoyed, you know, preparing for every eventuality, if you will. Like I was thinking, right, well, what, what are my tactics going to be if it's like a really thick grip farmers? Um, realistically, I might have to have a little rest and um, re-grip or whatever. What's going to happen if we do that? What, what's going to happen actually if the grip feels really easy on the day? Like I'm gonna to have to make sure I'm I'm fast. Just in, do you understand what I mean? You're preparing for like everything. Do you think yeah. it takes away from if you were to have like, um, let's just say for example, there was some some like um, strongman federation came out and it said if you want to run a competition, you know, affiliated with us, this is the specification of kit. This is your farmers. This is your yoke. This is your log, etc. Do you think that having some specifics in place that would take away from some of the kind of, um, uh, what's the word, appeal to the sport or not? Um, I'm not not sure, actually. Because, like, part of me thinks, like, it would be great because you could get, like, a standardisation of, right, well, I know if if I can hit 120 log on that, I know that I'm going to be able to do it in the on the on the comp setup because it's a an IFSA spec log or whatever. No, the handles are that far apart or whatever. Blah 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 blah. But there's there's always going to be some of the events that are, it's going to be impossible to standardise, isn't it? You know, like say 
like just the, the ra- random stuff that comes at like an, an arm over arm or something like that. Or you do like a, you're doing a truck pull and you, your car parks at a different, your car park's got dips in it or a diff, you're doing a truck pull uphill or it starts rain, it's raining or different terrain and stuff like that. You, like it's impossible to standardize that, like that part of it. So, so I suppose one of the, uh, one side of the coin is what's the point in standardizing the logs and the barbells and the plates and yokes and stuff if you're never going to be able to standardize this other other side of stuff yeah but but the but the other side of the coin is like wouldn't like wouldn't it be be smart if people had these like specific training like they were tra- <clears throat> you knew what you were working towards on this standard log on this, from this standard height, this, um, this axle, this thickness of axle with, with or without knurling. Um, because, because my thing on it is, is literally like these fabric, because there's hundreds, there's probably hundreds of fabricators out there now. Yeah. Make strongman kit. And a lot of them don't do strongman. They just make the kit. So they literally just, you know, farmers can just look and feel completely different. You know what I mean? So it's almost like we're putting the, this is my view on it sometimes, is we're putting the specification of the kit in the hands of a random fabricator that's knocking up some farmer's walks. And I just think if that fabricator wants to make farmer's walks, they should be able to be like, this is the spec of farmer's walk, mate. This is the best, this is how it works best for strong men to train so they're not clattering into your legs they're not this you know they're just some decent farmers walks make them like this and you can use them in competitions um, and then at least then um, the the specification of the farmers walk has come from strong men and not from fabricators who have just knocked up some farmers walk. like i've seen them where they just get like a a beam and yeah. they just cut a beam into you know 1.5 meters and stuck some pins on it and a handle and I'm like, yeah, there's not much, you know, it's just, that's just like a person you've knocked up quickly. But then that gets painted, looks nice, goes off to, you know, whoever, Mark Lawson or someone. And then suddenly that farmer's walk is now in big, you know, qualifying comps. Not calling out there, Mark, by the way. I'm not saying you've got some kind of shitty farmer's walks, but I'm just saying an example. That's how it, that's how that kit gets into the hands of an athlete. And then another athlete, that's down south, say, another athlete up north has to go to a fabricator near him get some farmers walks completely different, trains them and that. And I just think that in some areas of the kind of fundamentals of strongman, I think it will be a little better. But then on the arm over arm and stuff like that, I kind of think that, like you say, you can never standardise it. And that's almost the beauty of it, where the other stuff is really simple to standardise. So it's like, why have we not done it or at least done something that makes it, so people but I suppose the, the, the other side of the coin is like what what's the point? Like what why are you wanting to standardize something? And I suppose if you're wanting to standardize it, it's because you want to maximize the kind of <laughs> amount of weight that's lifted yeah. in that particular event. But going back to the roots of strongman, it's about say who's going to be the the best, the strongest guy on the day with this with, with with what we're dealing with it doesn't matter that the fucking short high whatever it we've never seen this kind before like the strongest and the best athlete should win versus the kind of 
we're trying to create these perfect kind of uh, objects to to maximize what we can pick up for the sake of like records and stuff like that. Yeah. The thing is, I completely agree with that, and that is my view. But the 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 first issue is the people that have access to the competition kit. That's where I believe it becomes an issue. And if you think about it realistically, like if a strongman gym is running a big national comp, like in England, then they've probably got a lot of people training strongman there. Which mean, and, and a lot of the times, if they're running a big national comp, just kind of come with the environment, you know what I mean? They'll usually have good athletes there, which means that nine out of 10 times, you will have people in big comps that train at that gym, which I don't think there's a problem with. There's not a problem with that, you know, it's fine. But it just means that they genuinely, when you're saying there, it's who's the strongest on the day with this kit that we've got today. It's like, well, yeah, that's the, that's the case for 80% of the athletes, but the other 20%, they, they have mastered those items. They, they have trained them for years. You know what I mean? Like, they might have trained someone for five years at most farmers work. So, it's kind of like me with log. Like, if I use if I use my log, like, it just feels perfect because, obviously, the log itself, it has its little flaws where it probably feels – I mean, I don't I don't notice it now, but it probably had probably a little bit uneven because they're never perfect. They're just fabricated. You know what I mean? They're probably a little bit uneven – the weight will feel different in different places and I'll master the exact position where to put it. And then when I use a different log, it's, it's slightly different. Yeah. So you kind of, those little micro adjustments that you learn to make around kit, the people have, whereas if it was standardized, everybody would be able to do that and then go into these comps. But then this is the problem. This is the problem that I see, right? Is I'm talking about the 85, 90% of the sport, like the weight classes and stuff. Yeah. When you go when you go to like world's level, another argument I've heard, heard is, well, no one knows what they're doing at worlds till they get there. And I'm like, yeah, I agree, which is why those open guys have to uh, prepare for anything. But they're all in the same boat. Not not one person is like trained like that odd object loading that they had. Nobody's seen it till the day. They all have to go over and figure it out. It wasn't like yeah. Nick Best happened to, you know, own the items, so knew exactly what to do or something. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I like that. That that's kind of like what was suggesting before, wasn't it? Like, well, you'll find out on the day. This is what you're doing. Prepare for a loading medley. This is what this is what's gonna. This is what we're gonna do on the day. You know, r- rather than you get people like annoying people like me messaging, like because you're doing you kind of you you're doing yourself a disservice really if you're not asking these questions because you know the likelihood is that they will have an they will have an answer right are we doing the log from pads or blocks what pads are they what like all, all these kind of what what log is it what weight is it is it going to be a 70 or a 50 with more plates or like like all these questions and i think it's not that hard to do and i know the odd objects at uh, worlds were like um obviously specially made and look class because it's world. But I remember one year I did Brits under 90s and Dave Mayer had odd object loading four items and he had the same thing find out on the day. And when I got there, I was expecting kegs and sandbags and it was like a tyre uh, that you had to put like shoulder and run in onto the back of a truck. And then it was a fridge. Um, it, was a, it was a washing machine it was. It was like a washing machine. Um, and then two other kind of strong money bits, but the washing machine just like 
added this element to the loading medley where everybody was like, I fucking know, what washing machine, like, what the fuck? And going over and like trying to figure out how to grab it and stuff. And that's the kind of um, part of that that I think you kind of miss if you, if you train it all the time and you know what you're doing. So I kind of like the, especially odd object loading, I really love just like, thinking outside the box and instead of just putting sandbag and kegs just find like it's strong man find some random heavy thing yeah and give it them and don't let anybody know what it is and let them yeah. figure it out on the day so going again kind of going against what we've saying about the standardization of kit a, a massive limitation of that is the kind of like all the these like kind of low like I suppose uh, like grassroots level promoters who are putting on like novice comps and stuff like that where um, they're putting on really good shows. We maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 people, whatever. And they don't have any fancy kit. It's low budget, but it's really, really good competition. It's getting loads of people into it and people are having a great day. Like it's kind of like it, it kind of take away from that a little bit. If these guys, well, we can't afford the, kind of fancy logs but we've got this little one they've got these odd bits of kit that we can load into a thing we've got an old stone that we're going to use like that yeah, that'd be the that'd be the limit like in my head i'm thinking like if it was just like reserved for the national level you know just you know for the bigger comps or or even if you had like in a like for example like the bnsf using them as an example if the bnsf were like this, if you want to run a BNSF comp, these are the spec of the kit we need. Yeah, well, that's what they do with the, that's what they do with uh, Simon's oh, kit. Yeah. Uh, oh, with um, what's it called? Celtic strength stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see that. See that works. That's that's, that's yeah. Not- it's like I, I did a record breakers at mine last Christmas, and uh, it had to be with that that specific kit, and I had to buy the yoke and. Good business move by Simon, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but. But but like you say, it, he like he knows that it the 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 made in a, in a, in the same way. He knows that the the yokes are exactly the same. Not might not be that he thinks his kit's necessarily the best or whatever. But it's what that means is Josh that if you enter a BNSF comp, yeah, you instantly know what the kit's going to be. Yeah. Um. So you, but then if you were to enter a novice comp that's not affiliated with BNSF, you know you you know, well it could be anything. So if there was just some other kind of, like official strongman could do it. If they just said, if you want to run an official strongman comp or, or, or the online qualifiers or whatever, yeah, the spec of farmers you need. Um, and then you know when you do an OSG comp that you're going to be on that kind of kit. So, yeah, I think the thing is, I don't know. I, think is, I generally don't know. I don't know what my opinion is on it. It sounds good, but then I also do understand the appeal of the random kit. I just think that for me personally, national level comps, I do think it's unfair when people have access to this specific kit. Like, I, I really think people don't even understand the advantage. It's like really big, to be honest with you. Because um, it can, especially on events like Dumbbell, I always think Dumbbell, because I remember once I did a comp and I got, I, I, obviously, you know, I didn't used to be that good at Dumbbell back in the day. I've only really just got kind of a little bit better at it, but I grafted this Dumbbell for ages, and I got really good at it um, in, in Salt Air where we were training, and then I went to this comp, and it was this weird Dumbbell, and everybody was failing it, 
And then the guys that trained at the gym yeah. did it piss because there was a different way to rack it that nobody really knew about. And um, I always remember thinking, fuck me, that's really annoying because if I'd have just had that dumbbell, I'd have figured that out myself. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's so, not necessarily the strongest guy. Yeah, I get that. Right, so change of, change of topic ever, ever since, well, ever so slightly for the last five minutes, but still on the theme of uh, organising comps. So you've talk, we've talked a little bit about the, what we'd like to see at like national level, like in terms of the debate of standardising some some kit. Um, so I just want to wrap up with talking about like say, um, like like say novice comps and things like that. What 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 do we think is would is good to see at a, a, a novice comp? So I, I'll I'll introduce I'll start with what I think right. From an athlete's perspective and a promoter's perspective, I think what we need to do at novice comps is basically get as many people as possible through a great experience of um, of a strongman. So what what I think what a pitfall that people that I feel that people fall into is trying to make the competition like fancy and entertaining and like quite novel and you know like say <clears throat> using an example if they've got like say 80 people they've got four four classes with 20 people in and then they, they announce the events it's five five event comp and they do something like a car deadlift where they've got where they've only got one car deadlift and they can only get one one, pe- one set of people through at once. Like I think something like this just completely kills what you what we're what we're trying to go, what we're trying to go for, for the sake of trying to make it entertaining. Um, I personally think, especially like at, at like say grassroots level, where the whole goal is get as many people through, like get keep as many people active as and get through the the comp as quickly as possible. I think like head to head stuff is essential or getting four people going at once. So like, say you might think if you're going to do a deadlift event, doing like a deadlift for reps, I know it, I know like it may seem boring and that you've done it loads of times and that you have to do it something different. But if you can get four pe- four people, for like say 80 people and you can get 20 blocks of four people through a deadlift for reps, like, it's just going to be so much better than having like say 80 people doing a doing a car deadlift yeah so i i think that we should be be aiming to do um events that you can that you can that you can get through really really quickly and don't feel like this is like kind of a cheap way out of it as a promoter like trying to get through people quickly like this is actually what the athletes want isn't it like they want to gain you don't want to be i've been at some comps like that and they're just fucking hours and, and it, yeah it might take tw- like 12 hours or whatever on a sunday when yes, you're away from your family and stuff like that whereas and come the last two events a lot of athletes are like i just want to get it over i'm gonna go home you know and you want them to be more like fucking hell, i've got to go already jesus christ you know what i mean and yeah exactly, exactly. So, so so i i think Things that are underused at comps are stuff like, say, um, medleys that reset themselves, you know, like, say, a simple three-item medley, mat to mat, and then it goes to the other side, like, say, three sandbags, 
The novice comp, it could be three 80 kilo sandbags, take it to the mat at the other side, takes 30 seconds or so, 15 meters away. And then you've got four rows of that. And then the, the, um, and then it's ready to go from the other side. Stuff like farmers and yoke rip, say fa farmers is, is dead simple. Um, you can have, you could have four lanes um, you could have different stuff like say different classes going at once. So say there's like a, uh, an inters women, a novice women, um, inters and novice men, you could have like four, like say if you, if you don't have like say four exact same pieces of kit, you can just have the classes running at the same time. Um, like say one from each class. So you've got four, four odd sets of farmers, but it doesn't matter because they're not going head to head. I think that's a, a really good thing that as, like promoters underutilize at comps. Um, I think when you said about yoko farmers as well, if you're going to pick, if you obviously if you're going to do both, it doesn't matter, but if you're going to do yoko farmers, I would always pick farmers if you had a lot of athletes, just because it doesn't sound a big deal, but changing yoke heights for 80 yeah. people is a fucking ball ache. Yeah. So farmers well, just keeps it, it's, again, it saves a lot of time. Or, or another thing, when uh, when you've got yoke in a comp, um, as a promoter, like remember, like may sound obvious, but remember to get the get the rack heights when you when you're registering people, get people when the when they walk walking around like making friends and stuff at the start of the comp. Why get them to go go and see somebody and and get the yoke height written down next to the name, and then when they cut, then basically when they run the yoke, say you've got eighty people going through yoke, and you've got two to four yokes or whatever um just no know exactly what so basically you could like most people are going to be between three or four settings or whatever so you could have people on setting seven or height seven and you could have like the cluster of people that are going to be on that same height so you're minimizing how much you have to change for each person and then, actually, yeah. and then the the the, the next person comes out who's still at still at number seven and then gets that person done and then you're up to the next rack height and then the next group of people and it's just bish bash bosh yeah um so i think at novice comps as well one of the mistakes i see promoters make a lot this is just this might be a bit controversial i don't know but i just i just don't think you should get prizes for first second and third at novice comp i think that it should be yeah score them and get the you know, get the, the place in so that people know where they came. But I don't think you should get the title of fucking Britain's strongest novice, personally. I just I just don't agree with that at all. Uh, because... Yeah, well, that, that that's a different topic or another day. that we're going Because <laughs> that could be a whole episode by itself. But, um, but yeah, in terms of... In ter like, basically, the athletes want to go there... They want to feel like a bit of prestige, part of a competition, part of atmosphere. They don't want to be stood around for a couple of hours in between events, getting cold or even... And in they want to learn and have fun and come away from it wanting to enter another comp. That's the goal of the novice comp, in my opinion, is... Yeah, definitely. To go away and think, fuck me, I want another comp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the 12-hour day often leads to them going away like fucking hell that was a long day you know and the, their energy levels have dropped whereas if it's you can condense it and keep it fast and moving even if the events aren't fancy you know it doesn't matter if it's a fancy event if it's a novice comp that yeah. as soon as that whistle blows they're going to get that adrenaline rush they're going to fucking love it 
it doesn't matter if they're fucking doing something crazy like rolling a car over or if they're just doing a deadlift for reps on a barbell, they're going to love it. Yeah. And then you want them to go away buzzing straight online looking at fucking what they can do next instead yeah, of going over that, that, that's the goal isn't it definitely uh, another another idea for for promoters or people putting on comps that um i liked from the the comp that i did at uh hull recently but it was brilliant and really appealing the fact that it was a i think it was a five event comp with no deadlifting so obviously i'm i'm a bit biased because i fucking don't like deadlifts but but God, like, you need to get that out of your head. You're good at this now. But I don't, I don't like them. I don't enjoy. It. I don't, I don't like them at all. But, but anyway. So, but, but from an experience standpoint, I did that comp, and I thought, you know what? I'm, I've got a day out here. I don't need to like. I can push myself on deadlifts in training. I do that every week. Like I can get practice at five different events here. I've got like an overhead medley with a block in it that I've never done before that was kind of quick and reset itself. I thought that was great. Uh, it had the sandbag throws that was really, really quick, fast through. It had a stone run in it that was, it was, it was well run. It had a car walk yoke and it had a fr- frame that was really quick at reset. So basically I got, got like five, well, more than five events there because the overhead medley, um, was quick and it had, th- had three it, 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 I thought that was just like that it was re- really well run actually and uh, and good that you're not basically spending because there was a lot of people doing it you're not spending two or three hours waiting for people to do the deadlifts you know what I mean when you know when you kind of know your standard at deadlift anyway um yeah. so 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 I, I think that I think the scope for some comps out there maybe Maybe, maybe even say four or five, maybe even four event comps without, say, um, without deadlift and overheading, maybe, you know, for some, some kind of like, say, practice comps. I think they'd be quite appealing to some people. You no, know, because everybody trains deadlift and overhead every week, don't they? But if people could, you know, you know say, for instance, if like I, I held a comp at my gym or whatever, and, um, and could have like say bag throw stones lone over bar yeah like a tire flip like you wouldn't need to do like people could get so much experience from like a really kind of yeah i I actually really love all those type of adventure um that's what got me into strongman more than uh because back in the day when i started i was fucking shite at the dead and overhead and i used to love comps where tire flip conans and uh, they used to do a lot back in the day they don't really do it now but they used to do a lot of uh, natural stone loading as well i used to enjoy that quite a bit because that was another one josh where you were like it was a bit fairer because well obviously people could have trained them i guess but they seemed to like just go find some random stones um yeah like a couple of days before and then just make you load them and then it was again it was that figuring out process on the day just feeling the different stones and being like, oh, I'm going to grab this one there. And I think that's uh, I think that's one of the fun parts of Strongman that I think I miss. Yeah. You need to get a, you need to get a comp going, Josh, and put a fucking loading medley in and just grab some random shit, like a fridge and stuff. Yeah, but but seriously, like you could you could you could make it so simple, like just do a mat to mat medley and just say, right, we're doing 
anyway, anyway, we'll we'll leave it there anyway. But hopefully, yeah, promoters uh, who are putting on comps have um, have some ideas there that they can um, they can use, and we'll put on a comp at some point, eh, Shane? When we know what? Yeah, but me and to say this, yeah, I really, I was waiting because I was thinking to myself, we probably have to do it outside, yeah, something like summertime. Um. Well, I think I think what what we could do is put is do like a do like a big out because basically if you look at the like say in my head I think the novice and like inter, inters and stuff is like say grassroots that either feeds into opens or the weight classes and oh yeah do you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. So, so in my opinion, the novice and inters should be about like say getting as much experience through a broad array of events and getting loads of people through to, to be able to experience and access access it. Um so like maybe like a big out outdoor event somewhere, you know, like we did it I did at 315 or whatever, something like that would be be really good. And then we could do like a like a, a higher level comp for either opens or uh, some uh, weight weight classes or whatever at like say so like mine or something with you know like say three three classes of eight people or something like that well i always thought you know, about you know, novice comp, uh, just running a running a novice or inters kind of com and just getting a template program rollout as well yeah and, uh, when they enter they get it so it's just in case they don't have anything to do you know what i mean and they're not sure they're winging it can be like, yeah. well, let's get you fucking training as well. Um, because it's not exactly hard to do, is it? You know what I mean? No, for, maybe for so. us anyway, but it'd be really good for the the athlete entering if they were a bit unsure. Because a lot of novices I've seen are nervous, they're like, I'm entering it, but I don't really know how to train or what to do, you know, and I can't afford a coach. So exactly. I think it I think it'd be brilliant to get them onto that pathway of following some programming and some coaching and guidance and following structure. Like say how how many people do like do we coach where they they just get it might be the first their first coach and the first time they followed a program and they're just like oh my goodness I can't believe how good it is to follow a structure and follow actually something that's progressive like do you ever do you ever, have you ever heard of anybody the other way around who gets into who who leaves coaching and says no I want to go back to more random stuff that's not progressive do you know no, what I mean? no, nobody does that do they. No, I mean, I think you get your odds people who, like, maybe after a couple of years think, but man, I need a break for a couple of weeks. And I, I, I'm the same with that. I, I need a break now and again off of it. But then I'm all, after two weeks, I'm like, put me, I need some structure back. <laughs> you know, I feel crazy. I'm like, give me my structure back. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I think not only do they need to be broke into the competition, but, but a lot of them need a bit of a hand with the structure up to it. So I think doing some of that would break a few boundaries for people and, and help people um, get 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 stuck into the sport. Instead of doing a comp and not coming back, it'll help them do a comp and stick around and do another. And Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, say, a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys who do, like, say, the novice comps and stuff, they might come, they just, like, train at a gym and they throw themselves into it and they might not know that you can actually train strongman in a progressive way. <laughs> you know, like, say, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I do squat bit of squat bench deadlift and some bodybuilding and then uh, strongman's where you just like grab some random implements uh, you know at the weekend and have a bit of a piss oh yeah I've done a yoke or I've done a yoke before like 
we can actually train for it in a progressive manner. And anyway, mm -hmm. mate, quality. I'll see you next week. Diddle -a -dum -dum. <laughs>